I would rather have a conversation. I would rather spend time, you know, acquiring information, listening to interesting podcasts, and then talk about what I've been listening to and reading. Hi there, Steve Coffin here. And today I want to talk about task-based language learning. Uh, remember, if you enjoy these videos, please subscribe, uh, click on the bell for notifications. Uh, if you follow me on a podcast service, uh, please leave a review. I do appreciate it. So task-based language learning. The, re the reason I raised this subject is because I realized just how important it is in language learning to have specific tasks. Um, I noticed this, that, that if I assign myself a task, or if I feel an obligation to do something, or if someone assigns a task to me, then I'm likely to do it simply because it's, it's easy to have a task. If my wife says, you know, chop these vegetables. Okay, I chop the vegetables. It it's helps. It's, you don't have to kind of think, what should I be doing now? You have a task. And the same with language learning. So first thing in the morning, uh, typically I'll listen to a podcast and then I'll try and grab the URL uh, if it's on YouTube and somehow get an MP3 file so that I can get it transcribed. So now I've got this task that's developing. I'm listening to this podcast. I'm, I've got the transcript. I'm studying the transcript on link. Without even having to think about it, I have this task that I have to do. Um, if my tutor were to assign me a task, here are three lessons. I want you to read them. I want you to save words and phrases. Or uh, when we're on our 90 day challenge, I'm trying to keep up to a certain level in terms of links created or words known. These are very specific things over and above my general interest in the language, specific tasks that help get me going. And like so much in life, life, it's important to get going. It's important to do something. If you do something, it leads to other things. So tasks, I think are very important to keep us, you know, going forward in our language learning activities. But when you say task based language learning, if you Google for it, you'll find a different definition. And that, that task based language instruction is a method of language instruction where, as I understand it, um, the learner is asked to perform a task in the language, uh, not to worry about grammar, structures, or vocabulary, and to incorporate, you know, hand gestures or whatever, in order to accomplish a task in the language. Now, I, I don't know whether this is an effective way of teaching the language. To me, it's a little artificial. Uh, it's a bit like this role-playing thing, which I also don't particularly like. I would rather have a conversation. I would rather spend time, you know, acquiring information, listening to interesting podcasts, and then talk about what I've been listening to and reading and sort of gradually see my vocabulary increase, my comprehension level increase. I'm not that interested in, in engaging in these artificial activities. The, uh, one example of the application of this task-based language instruction, and of course in the field of language instruction there are all kinds of, you know, the latest, you know, fad, uh, as I see it. Uh, I, I, I'm with Crashen, I think language instruction comes down to comprehensible, compelling input, massive listening and reading, allowing the brain to get used to the language, and everything else is kind of refinements uh, which are 
either interesting or not very interesting, but maybe not all that necessary. One application is in Canada, we have a thing called the 12 language benchmarks, which again, yet another way of grading people's language skills. We have TOEFL and TOEIC and IELTS and Cambridge. So there's another one, Canadian language benchmarks. There are 12 levels and each level tries to describe in terms of, you know, listening comprehension, reading comprehension, speaking and writing, you know, what the person's level is. Well, level one, that can't do much. So it's, just, you know, can hardly say anything. Okay. That's level one. Level two can hardly say anything, but can say a little more than level one. In other words, all of the detailed description of what this person is able to do is relatively meaningless to me. The person is gradually getting better, hopefully. And there are no clear, you know, demarcation lines between level three and level four and five. That's why beginner, intermediate and advanced is pretty good because it's simple. It's a fluid thing. It's not like there are steps like this that we go through and we may be progressing more quickly in comprehension, not as quickly in speaking or in writing, or we may not even bother with writing. And so trying to say that at each, you know, benchmark level, here is a clear definition of what this person can do. Now, the reason for this is that for, for this Canadian language benchmark system, they, they hope that, um, immigrants, for example, can demonstrate the ability to perform uh, tasks related to being a clerk, uh, you know, in a supermarket or a receptionist at a hotel, uh, jobs that are considered to be, you know, less demanding when it comes to language and maybe, you know, jobs that immigrants could easily fill once they achieve that level. Now, of course, here again, uh, I have, uh, met many checkout clerks at supermarkets, many of whom are immigrants. They all speak quite well. I mean, the, the ones that are good at it, they can actually entertain conversations on different subjects. I, I don't think it's that useful to try to just train yourself on the limited number of words you need for that position. A receptionist at a hotel, even more so. I think it's far better to focus on improving your overall level in the language, acquiring more words, doing more listening and reading, and not pretending that just because you act out certain roles or uh, certain tasks, that that's going to prepare you for that task. You're better off to continue to improve your comprehension through lots of listening and reading. And if you have that base, even if when you start in a particular job, you struggle, if you have that comprehension, you have the vocabulary, you will eventually improve. And it really doesn't matter, you know, where you are theoretically in the sort of steps of the 12 language benchmarks. What matters is how do we get to get the person? How do we encourage that person? How do we make it easier for that person to continue to improve and get better and better? And I'm not sure that the sort of Canadian language benchmarks, task-based instruction is the way to go. On the other hand, assigning yourself tasks like doing a lot of listening and reading and speaking is probably going to get you there sooner. So maybe a little bit controversial. I'm sure I'll get some pushback from uh, professional language teachers. Okay. Thanks for listening. Bye for now.